Welcome to another episode of Sports, Nonsense, and Whiskey. It's Tuesday, December 14th. It's your boy Pinky filling in. Caleb was unfortunately unable to make it. Zach, of course, is still working hard. Um, I still miss Zach probably more than Caleb, probably. Uh, I guess it depends what kind of night you're going for. You know what I mean? <laughs> Zach doesn't poke the bear. That's true, yeah. That's what. That's definitely what Caleb's been going for these last couple of years. Zach's weeks. a smooth criminal. Yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb kind of likes to poke the bear, likes to see what happens. He likes to live dangerously. We didn't actually get any information on why he's not here tonight, so don't uh, don't really know where to go with that other than it's just Aaron scored. You know, he's got a, what, six-month-old, seven-month-old? Who knows, Something right? Like that. Yeah. Hopefully Merrick's okay. Hopefully. He's chubby, man. I love those little chubby cheeks. He's Is he? a, that's a cute kid. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cute kid. So, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I'm gonna throw a little, a little, uh, you know, uh, what ad- advertisement out there for free. Spider Man's coming out this week. Yeah. Super excited about this one. There's a few movies, aren't there? There's two of them that I'm like really, really excited for. There's there's a bunch coming out this month, but um, Spider-Man's one. And I'm just really excited to see how do they meld, you know, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. Uh, they've got the previous Spider-Mans in this because um, it's the multiverse. Mm-hmm. They've got all the former Spider-Man villains in there. Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, Jamie Foxx with a better Electro suit this time. Um, I think Sandman, I think think I saw Sandman. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I know Venom is should be making an appearance really? as well. Hmm. Yeah, if you watch the end of Venom, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. Right. Um, at the end of that movie... They um, they show Tom Hardy getting pulled into this universe. Oh, okay. So he's going to pop up in the movie. They haven't shown it in any of the trailers, but if you saw the end of that movie, you know he's going to pop up in it. So pretty excited for all that. I do like Benedict uh, Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Yeah. So I'm really excited for his character. Like I re- I like Doctor Strange a lot. So he kind of just plays that like really smart douchebag that just uh, um, I like it. So basically, like a, a boring version of Iron Man. Um, uh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Um, and I assume the Matrix is the other big one. Matrix, really excited. I, they ruined the third one so bad that I'm just hoping this one like reignites the fire. Because I know that's like why most people like really don't care about the Matrix is that third one just was so off the mark. It didn't complete that the way it should have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I honestly don't have high hopes for this film at all. Um, I would rather walk into it and just be surprised. But I do not assume it's going to be a good movie. I have a man crush on Keanu. I don't know why. I mean, actually, I do know why. He is a really, really cool person. Uh, just outside of film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as a general good human being. I mean... And I, I root for that kind of guy. I could only vouch for, you know, what I've seen, obviously. I mean, uh, obviously in his la- his main movies, the John Wick movies, like, there's yeah. not a lot of acting in those movies. Right. Because, like, his dialogue is very cut down. <laughs> yeah. 
it's so, action, you know. Uh, what do you expect from it? But, but actually, um, the ma- I was actually I forgot about the Matrix. I don't know why I keep doing that. The other one I'm really excited for is the Kingsman. Oh, with Ralph Fiennes. That actually looks better than the last one. I wasn't a fan of the second one. So the the second one I thought was trying to it was a little too like over the top. Yeah, yeah like yeah. making fun of itself almost in some ways. Yeah, with Elton John and Juliana Moore, and um, it, it was it was just way over the top with uh, G, uh, Channing Tatum being yeah. the cowboy guy and right um, Liam uh, was not Liam Neeson um, Jeff Daniels in there. Um, there's some good stuff in that movie, but it's not it's not like the first one. Like Samuel Jackson just nails the first one was good nails it and 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 it's a really interesting idea and thought yeah using cell phones to control everyone right like that's pretty crazy so yeah the kingsman is the one that i'm really excited about yeah kingsman actually felt more like a documentary than it did like anything it's like <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm kind of aware that cell phones control everybody these days so <laughs> um but yeah no i thought it was generally a, a better story good action like the church scene Loved the that church scene. scene is one of the best action scenes that you'll ever see. Yeah, it was ever awesome. See. And nothing in the second one was even like close. You know what I mean? Nothing kind of reignited that feeling about my story. Um, yeah, that that end scene in the compound is good, but it's yeah, it's not on that level. Nah. That church scene is on a whole nother level, and the music to match right in the church scene is great. I did really like Elton John being in that movie. And then on the flip, Teron Egerton playing Elton John in uh, Rocket Man. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? No. Oh, that's a great movie. I, I'm not one for musicals. I'm not. But the way that they did that, that's a good movie. I don't like Elton John. I don't like his music, and I don't like musicals. How can I like How can you not like Elton John? I, I don't like all of his stuff. I agree. But some of his some of his songs are pretty good, man. I, I don't like anything from Alan John at all. That is just not my style of music. Man. I, yeah. Tough customer. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and the only reason why I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, which obviously, what definitely wasn't a musical, you know, kind of approach to it. No, no. Um, it was definitely more like, you know, biopic type of thing. And uh, I didn't know they did half of those songs, to be honest. That's how little I knew about Queen. That I'm like, oh, they did this too? I, I got into Queen a two years before that movie came out and uh yeah like i was totally amazed so i'd heard um i was leaving a sporting event and they were playing uh big bottom fat bottom girls and i was I like that song. you don't know that song i don't think so it's a good song <laughs> i love women with big butts so <laughs> it, it's a good song um i was like wait a minute who sings this yeah, like it's it's a whole, it's a great song. I go and look, and I'm like, Queen, right? Of all, Queen people. did this. <laughs> yeah. So then I, you know, I started kind of looking into different Queen songs, and there's sure enough, there's a lot of different songs right. that they have that you know that I'm like, heard. Yeah. wait a minute, Queen does that? Like, yeah. there's another one uh, called Crazy, uh, Crazy Stupid Love, or Crazy Crazy Thing Called Love. Hmm. Literally sounds like an Elvis Presley song. He wrote it in like 10 minutes in the bathtub. Wow. That's how, I mean, Freddie Mercury was very talented. Yeah. Absolutely. Now again, um, his, the, the band, his bandmates, Brian May, 
I always lose the other the other two guys. We're very talented as well because they wrote quite a few of the songs as well. Sure. But um, a lot of the big ones he wrote very easily. Um, every time I hear, um, I love sing. Uh, my my daughter and I will sing Bohemian Rhapsody right. together. Like, and I only know that song because of Wayne's World. So exactly. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I came out. The one um, that I really got into was. Um, it's because it's from Highlander. That's one of the, my favorite movies when I was a kid. Mm. If you remember that one, yep. yeah, um, I watched the show a lot. So they had um, "Who Wants to Live Forever." That's by Queen. It's oh. one of the major songs in the movie. Would never have done that, right? I don't know any songs by Queen, man. Like that, that was literally it was a big revelation just watching that movie. Queen. So Spotify gives you your top five of the year every year. Mm-hmm. Queen's been in my top five the last two years. My top five was hilarious this year because I clearly went on some kind of kick. Um, Hobson. Yeah. Hobson, Tech 9, NF. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I got introduced while I was in KC. Yeah. Tech 9 has a Tech 9, who's from Kansas City, has a Kansas City Chiefs song. Oh, really? Yeah, they love it. We'll have to pull it up on YouTube oh, and nice. check it out. Huh. Andy was like, this is not a good song. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was totally trashing on it. <laughs> and they play it at the stadium like it's yeah. It's funny, yeah. Yeah, I, I get down on Tech Nine, yeah. But no, I don't know what it was. This year it was just like a year of rap for me, which I don't listen to a lot of rap, so it's kinda of I mean interesting. I I listen to my share, uh Eminem, Biggie, Jay Z, fifty cent, um, Doctor Dre, um, Most Def, Method Man, Red Man. Hmm. Um I got my favorites like I I can always go back to. Yeah. I don't Hobson's pretty good. You introduced me to that. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good stuff. I like Hobson. So Hobson good. I, I always like to listen to you know good stuff. Um, well, I'm sure you probably won't care about it. Witcher season two starts this weekend. I haven't seen the first season. You got to watch it, man. Got to watch it. It is raw and fun, and it's Henry Cavill play, does a great job. If you didn't play the video game, you may not be like super interested, but it is one of the best, you know, sci-fi shows out there, fantasy shows out there. I don't know, man. Fantasy shows are rough. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm so picky about what I watch. Like if things just do not get my attention early, can't keep up with it. Like I'm loving the new season of Dexter. Have you started that yet or not? So I'm still, I'm on season six now. I've been working through all of Dexter oh. to start the new season. Because it's been years since I had watched them. So I've been going back through them all to check it out. Completely unnecessary. But. Of course. Yeah. But that's how, that's like, that's me, man. Yeah. I'm going to start that new season. I want to reconnect with the old stuff. And. Um, it was instant for me, dude. I, I love, I, I've always loved Dexter. Yeah. And I just love that. Um, him always saying that he doesn't feel anything and he's a monster yet throughout the entire show you see those moments of him caring for other people right right him and just believing in that code as much as he does to help other people yeah well first off psychopaths don't have morals right so he's clearly not a psychopath um sociopath maybe to an extent you know but yeah no i mean there are a lot of things it's because he has a belief system about himself but the thing is is he's not a very trustworthy narrator. You know what I mean? Like for 
to see his actions and what he does, it's kind of tough to say, okay, I'm going to, yeah, you would know what's best about you, right? And well, if you did, you'd probably be fixing some of your problems, right. you know? Um, but I'll tell you this, man, the, the new season, like immediately, I'm like, oh, this actually takes me back. You know what I mean? And they do such a good job reincorporating all the things you loved about the show into this new season. And again, I did not have high hopes because that last season pissed me off <laughs> so bad. But I'm like, all right, clean slate. Let's see what you guys can well, do. Well, the, the biggest issue with that show, the season six, seven, and eight, yeah, is they were so close to catching him. Like the whole show was like about them catching him at that point versus yeah. him just doing what he does. Right. right? Yeah. Um, season four is the apex with Trinity. Well, the funny thing is, so this new season references the season four a lot, basically. And uh, so they knew that season four was obviously the best season as well. Dude, John Lithgow. So good in that one. Dude. So good. You can't, you cannot see John Lithgow the same after watching that yeah. season. So I used to love third rock from the sun. <laughs> right. Yeah, I yeah. love that show. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, just quirky and it, I like comedies. Love that show. Saw him in season four of Dexter. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Right. Yeah. Yeah. John Lithgow. He, he was phenomenal in that. Season. If you haven't seen it, please. Yeah. If you don't even watch season one, two and three, whatever. Yeah. Season four. Right. Yeah. John Lithgow. Well, did you ever see raising Kane? where it was, he played him and his like, split personality uh-uh. that was kind of interesting too but i've yeah. always liked john lithgow he's one of my favorite guys yeah yeah but uh, really good uh, i can't wait till you get there so we could talk some of that stuff up i'm sure this I'm, season I'm, will be over. I'm getting there i'm 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 pushing through i'm almost to the end of season six well they're already on episode so seven, season six so. season six is still i i do enjoy season six because that's the one with colin hanks in it mm-hmm. and it's the doomsday killings yeah. I I do like that one. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. It's the seven when they get into the Russian mob. and Yeah. I do like Yvonne Strahovski because she's gorgeous. But when they start bringing her character in and then they, they're just spending that whole time of spinning that wheel of trying to catch him. Yeah. That is just like, eh. It gets boring, you know? Right. And, um, but no, I, I think you're, I think you'll be pretty happy about this new Good. season. Yeah. Good. I'm excited. Um, I might... I'm still debating. I might go. Uh, I've watched Witcher probably three times, season one. Yeah. I might watch it again. I might watch it again with the wife and then start season two. But who knows? Who knows? Um, also watched uh, Sandra Bullock's new movie yesterday called The Unforgivable. Mm-hmm. That looked good. That was on, it's not on Netflix, right? Netflix, yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked most of it, but it had one particular turn in the movie that I was like, you ruined this. You like legitimately, in my opinion, you ruined this story by trying to be cute, you know, about certain things. And that was the most annoying thing to me about it is like, it was such an unnecessary, like little twist. Um, did you watch squid game? I have not watched Squid game yet. You should check it out. Uh, I think you will enjoy Squid Game because it was very well done. It is. It's on my list. I'm. I think the wife is still. Well, we've got those family issues going on right now that the wife hasn't had a lot of time to uh, sit down and sure and watch stuff with me. We're still trying to get through the Great, um, which I would recommend to anybody. The Great. 
The oh, Great. Yeah, I think that was the show you were telling us about, right? It's I love that show. Okay. It's so funny. The it's Peter the Great, or no, well, Peter the Great was his father, but it's Peter, and he's a Russian Tsar, and he marries a, a um, Elizabeth. Oh, he he marries a German girl. And she's got the, all these European ideas, but he's crazy over the top, like crazy over the top into himself, narcissistic, just like super crazy. Everybody loves me because I'm me and they don't. Right. <laughs> and um, even in the first episode, like there's a, <laughs> the first episode, the best joke is like literally her and her chambermaid, you know, talking about like her first time. Mm-hmm. And she's just going all and on and on about how great it's going to be. And, you know, we're going to just fall into this passionate embrace and we're going to lay there and hold each other. And sure enough, he comes in, he's talking to his buddy. He's like, I need to go ahead and impregnate you. We're going at it. She's just there like what's happening. And then he's like, okay, I'm done. And leaves with his buddy. (laughs) And like, they're having a conversation the whole time. Yeah. Not quite the, uh, you know, not quite the encounter she thought she was going to have. Yeah. From that moment, I was just dying laughing. Like, and the wife enjoys it too. We, it's just, it's just a really f- dark comedy. Hmm. I don't like dark comedies. But it's also history too, so it's it's yeah. set back in the like Shameless. Never like Shameless. Um, I haven't really. I have. That's on my list. I've never. It's there's so many seasons now. I'm like, uh. Yeah. It's well, it's because like everybody in Shameless, I don't like any of those characters. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, you guys should all just get in a bus fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I don't care about any of you, and you can't root for anyone in that show because they're all just terrible people. You know? Um, what do you think about Always Sunny? I don't like that either. You don't like that one either? No. They are terrible people. Yeah, and I just, I, I don't know why. I just like the way that they push the envelope, and they attack um, all types of you know social, social issues through the show. Yeah. And throw it right in your face by being terrible people. Racism, social justice. Um, I've not watched enough of it to get that point. Oh, just, yeah. Well, yeah, you have to get... I mean, even in episode one, they talk about racism, but um, there's there's specific episodes that they really... They, like, hammer it in. Yeah. Um, that's really funny. But, yeah, you have to watch yeah. it. But those are all characters that are really tough. You have to find, like, that one thing that you enjoy about them to... Right. To really like it. I like Danny DeVito in that show. He's really weird. If I can't get behind your struggle, like I can't watch. You know what I mean? Like if the struggle is you as a person, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't like you. You're the character I hope gets killed off. Correct. That's what's weird about it. I do enjoy these guys, but they are all characters that are not good people. Yeah. Like one of the main characters, Dennis, he's just a narcissist that's like way over the top that I'm just like, I don't like you at all. Yeah. Like, I don't like his character at all. Hmm. But I like Charlie Day. I like... Charlie uh, Day, generally speaking, he's like a funny dude. You know what I mean? So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm I'm so picky, you know, when it comes to that stuff. And I don't really like a lot of comedies. I don't know why. I like comedies a lot. Yeah. Comedies aren't my thing. I like gritty, dark. Telling you, you'll like Witcher. Yeah. You'll like Witcher. It is dark. As you keep saying, man. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try if I get bored. But it's not like I got a lot of free time. These you days. don't really have a lot of free time, so you got to make a commitment. Yeah, it is a commitment. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree with that. And again, you've got to watch at least till episode four, because the first three won't make any sense until you get to four. Gotcha. I'll keep that in mind. That's then. the key. We'll see. 
So let's talk a moment about this fine whiskey that we have here. You know, this uh, this apple cider one that you brought, this J Seeds, that's kind of growing on me, man. Yeah? Yeah, it's not super sweet. It's not like real sharp or anything. It's just kind of a good sipping whiskey. Perfect. So you can enjoy that and I'll enjoy my Leopold Brothers. So. Any Leopold Brothers you get is fantastic. Yeah. It, it, super sweet whiskey. Sure. But if you like that. But it's a good whiskey, though. That Blackberry was... Yeah, really good, but it was it, it, again really sweet. So if you like the really sweet whiskeys, that's the way to go. It's good, man. You throw that in a good old ice cube, let that sit. And then we did have we do have some Glen Levet. Yeah, Glen Levet. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think so. I think Zach brought this. This is a really good whiskey. I did this one first, um, single malt Scotch whiskey, and that's always good. Probably a little too sharp for you. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. But uh, and I did something blasphemous. I'm like, I think I'm gonna throw a little coke in this. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I did yeah? No, no, no. I mixed ginger ale in with. Oh it. no! Oh yeah. And I still wasn't like, I'm like, I'm not high on this at all. So we need to get some more ginger ale for some of this Jameson. That was good. Yeah, no joke. Ginger ale and Jameson. Some lime. Good and this stuff. time I'm gonna try not to cut off the tip of my finger. So. <laughs> That was a good day. Besides the Cowboys <laughs> losing. That was generally, I mean, like there was a good food that day, if that's all it takes to qualify. Oh, shrimp, <laughs> shrimp and steak. Yeah. It's good yeah, stuff, buddy. You know. Try to appease. My team doesn't reciprocate my efforts, but whatever. Um, you know, I think there's some good things coming. They just got to remember who they are. Dak's not been looking great. Since his injury... He's been a little off. He's had some good games this season, but he's also had some where you're like that pick six right at the end of the game. Well, first off, why are you guys throwing? You know what I mean? Well, okay, I get it, right? Because they don't have Tony Pollard and Elliott's already hurt. So you're stuck with Corey Clement and a broken Elliott. As you and I know, yeah, with Elliott being hurt, and he's been a little slow, you're just not going to get a whole lot from him. Yeah. He's not breaking a lot of 10, 15-yard runs. The strength is still there. You know, he's good for a good three or four yards. But he's just not going to bust it open. You know what I mean? And that's the difference between him and Pollard. That Pollard, when he sees some daylight, you know what I mean? He's, he's going to get there. He's a smaller dude. He's faster. He's quick. Um, and he's still strong, you know. He'll put a safety on their back. No, You know, that can happen. And um, But, yeah, Elliott's just not looked good since he got hurt. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I don't know. Gonna be, it's I mean, gonna he's be got a lot of tread on those tires. He kind of does, yeah. Because he I had mean, quite a few. He had a few carries in college, and then he came out, and they they worked towards him right away. And again, he was fantastic. Yeah. But the last two years, it it just doesn't look the same. Right, and I think that's kind of what Kellen Moore has been noticing as well too. That when he goes in with his game plan, it's like okay, run. It's annoying because it's like a lot of their winning comes with the run. But that's just not been an option lately. You know, Pollard got hurt. Elliot got hurt. Um, so, and like Pollard. Cooper was out for a little bit. Yeah. So the, Gallup was out for most of the year. Yeah, and then like, we had, of course, defensive injuries, you know. So we haven't had our full team. Like this was our first week with a, I'd say about 95% of our team. And then it goes back to what we were in the beginning of the season, right? Like this dominating defense. You know, you're seeing sacks, fumbles, turnovers, things like that. And um, that's just the difference that it makes, and it takes a lot of pressure off the offense. 
until they go out and throw a pick six and just let somebody right back into the game. You know what I mean? With less than three minutes left. I didn't understand that. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Got to bring up Steph Curry broke the three, the three points made tonight. Yep. Got, uh, you know, got hugged by Ray Allen who held the record. Uh, also Reggie Miller's calling the game and he was, he's a guy who's got quite a few in the record books as well. Yep. So, um, it's just amazing. Just amazing. And he's still got at least five good years of being just a crazy superstar. Yeah. That guy's going to set records. People aren't even going to, I don't know if you'll like the amount of three pointers this guy's going to make. I don't know if you'll ever, you'll anybody will ever sniff it. And even if they did, I can't believe that anybody would be able to shoot like that guy. I mean, this dude literally would take one step over the half court line and just sink him. You know what I mean? He's just absurd. I mean, there's just a, there's a couple guys like Reggie Miller back in the day, Ray Allen, um, Larry Bird. Um, there's there's been some shooters that if that's all they did, maybe they could match it because they were really consistent. It's just previously that you know you just you just didn't shoot the three like they are now because the, the three, you just don't have a higher, high percentage, you know, right. you know, previously it was always about getting into the paint and working, you know, getting the two points and then kick it out for a three. Sure. And you had guys like Ray Allen and, and um, trying to think of other three point guys that, you know, can make it happen. But uh, the game has changed now the where it's like, Hey, this guy can make a three, you know, 35 to 40% of the time. Why not? Yeah. Right. And if you have two or three of those guys, now you can have an offense that you're, you know, it's built on shooting threes sure. versus taking it inside. Yeah, but, but he's a dude who could be four feet away from the three point line and dude, just shoot. He can shoot it like right after half court. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that, that, that's the thing you're never probably going to see again. And it's the ease of which he does it. I mean, we mean? might, we might, because, accu- you know, accuracy, but he's, He's on that level right now that he is one of a kind at the moment. He's built different. Dude's a human cheat code, man. It's nasty. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah, and he's like literally that guy like who maxed out his and, stats. And, and I still think he'd be good in the 80s and 90s. I just don't think he's hitting threes at this clip in the 80s and 90s when you could foul a guy, when you could put a body on a guy. Like, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. He'd still be accurate, but he's not at the clip that he's at now. It's perfect for today's game. Sure. And and again, I just enjoy watching it. You watch a Golden State game, you know what you're going to get. I watched a three-point highlight video of Curry's. It was a 38-minute video of him just hitting three-pointers. <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, because I just clicked on it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I'll check this out. And then on the next thing I know, I'm five minutes into it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how long, how long is this? I look down, it's 38 minutes long. I'm like, 38 minutes of a guy hitting three-pointers? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not finishing this out, but like, <laughs> that's, I mean, I've watched the Von Miller's got a, the Broncos have made a highlight reel of his hundred and some sacks. Yeah. It's 12 minutes long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just imagine all the three, how many three pointers has he hit now? Like what, what was that? I don't know what the record is, but it, it's a lot. Yeah. We'll try watching every lot. one of them. <laughs> it was like literally a video showing every three pointer he's hit so far in his career. And I'm like, that's a long video. So by the, by the end, kudos of the to career, the guy who edited that no together. No joke, dude. Like to actually go through the effort to find that. But by the end of his career, that thing is going to be like a three part series. So <laughs> man, that's nasty. 
So cheers to him. Yeah. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Definitely oh, an all-time sure. great. Absolutely. Just in, you know, and I think to kind of get older, I've started, I've stopped hating on guys and just enjoy watching guys who can do things that just nobody else can do. Sure. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Right? I'd appreciate it. Yeah. I know there's that thing like when Golden State had him and, and Durant and um, Thompson was run, Clay was running. Like they were just unstoppable. So it's like you kind of got the evil empire going. So, yeah, you kind of root against them. But just enjoy it, man. Have some fun. You're not going to see those kind of things every day. I'll never feel that way about Belichick, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cheers to Curry. A little cheers to Curry. <laughs> Good job, bud. There we go. All right. So another little sports event happened this last weekend. UFC 269. You know, I'm a huge fight fan. Uh, thankfully, uh, my buddy had us over. We cup, we uh, put together the fights with Poker Night, which is always a fun time. And uh, let me tell you, we took it to the extreme. I can't hang like that no more, man. <laughs> I will say I was I, I was very proud of myself. I was awake and alert until 4 a.m. in the morning. Oh, yeah. That's because you weren't behind the wheel of a car. Well, no, I was because I was everybody's Uber. Oh, all right. <laughs> Never mind. <then. laughs> Where was that PQ when I needed him? <laughs> to, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to own that one. Yeah. That's a good one. I tried, man. <laughs> I tried. Um. We uh yeah we 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 played we took some you know breaks during the the fights and um we it was about three a.m. when we finally was like okay there's three of us left let's split let's split the winnings there was uh, ninety bucks it was five dollars with uh, buy-ins till twelve or whatever came out with ninety bucks it was uh eight of us playing so it wasn't too bad yeah. I picked up one of the guys and he paid my buy-in because I picked him up, brought him. I took second. I got 30 bucks for free. Worked out for me. <laughs> now, great night. It's always good. I, I implore you guys, especially all you married men, get that pass. Get together with your buddies. Have a good time. You need it from time to time. It helps relieve the stress. As you get older, you'll realize you cannot hang out like that because then it ruins like the next two days of your life yeah but you should all do it now back to the fight game yeah ufc 269 there's three fights to talk about that i saw that were really good now <clears throat> sugar shane o'malley was fighting he's always got weird funky hair big yeah. tall lanky guy yeah it, again what does he do he wins what he does he just knocks he just knocks guys around um his his ability to strike from a distance at his weight class is it's hard it's hard to get it's hard to get him that's kind of what the guy the the other fighter he was fighting uh rallyan pava i'm probably butchering that name i i know i am uh he put out a good fight he was trying yeah um just the the to be able to close the distance on him, because as soon as you're coming in on him, you're eating jabs. 
and it's tough to overcome. So that was fun. It's always good to watch Sean O'Malley fight. He was the first fight of the main card. I th- he's been the first fight three times. I think this is the last time that he will be the first fight of the night. I think he will now move up and not be that first fight. He's definitely drawing more and more attention every every time he goes out there. So there was the the main event for the belt, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier, mm-hmm. the uh, hot sauce king yep. of Louisiana. Yep. And um, good friends with Theo Vaughn, one of my favorite comics. So who? Theo Vaughn. He's good friends with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I like Dustin. He's a cool guy, salt of the earth kind of guy. Um, I picked Charles from the beginning, and yeah, Charles pulled it out, man. Did he? He did. Um, he he took some punches. Charles has got a chin, man. Yeah. Because Dustin was laying it on him, and uh, it's sad to hear DP didn't get it done. No, nah, huh? man. He he got tired, and um, I think it was yeah third round. So Dustin took, I think Dustin took the first round. Yeah, Dustin took the first round. Charles took the second round because he basically like took him down right away and then just literally like rolled around with him and tried to get a submission Yeah. for like the whole second round. Third round, Charles came out. He ate a couple of blows. He gave Dustin a couple of blows. Dustin was gassed. Yeah. Before you know it, dude jumped on his back like a spider monkey. <laughs> And it was over. Yeah. It was just basically like that 30 seconds of was like. rear naked or what? Yeah. The guy just like on your back, just waiting for you to just like let him put that choke in. Yeah. And it's like that, that 30 seconds of you're just like, he's going to get the choke. He's going to get the choke. Oh, he got the choke. Yeah. Like, and it was done. So out by submission. So, man. yeah. It, but Charles, is, his game, he, he's really good uh, jujitsu. Yeah. His jujitsu is really good, but his striking game has improved dramatically over the last few years. Hmm. And he is a complete fighter. Hmm. I still think, you know, I think Poirier could still knock him out pretty easy. He was, I mean, Poirier was getting him with some bombs. Yeah. So he could have gone down. They fight again. He could go down, but sure. his, his game is so good overall that if you leave, if you leave him, leave it open, he's going to get you. Yeah. So, so he's probably just a quarter inch from turning him off. <laughs> That's it, it, all it was, huh? Yeah, a man. A few of those hits, yeah. So it was a really good fight, especially for the main fight. I wanted to leave the best um, outcome. Oh, these, yeah, <laughs> these ladies are savage. Biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. Uh, Amanda Nunez, the champ, the lioness, as they call her. Lost to Juliana Pena, who most people hadn't really even heard of. Um, if you had put money on Juliana Pena, it was plus 650. Ooh, not bad. And um, so sure enough, first round, Nunez gets her on the ground. Looks like she's going to finish the fight. Juliana makes it through, right? And uh, you're thinking, okay, second round. She comes out. She gets her on the ground. She's going to have her. It's going to be done. Right. She decides to sit there and bang with her. Yeah, I saw that. 
that was a horrible decision by her, right? She is banging with this girl. Now, Amanda Nunez had punched this girl in the face so many times that she looked like she was a mess. Yeah. Right? She, she you, you looked at that girl and you're like, yeah, she's in a fight. Nunez was sweaty, but she wasn't all messed up, right? Completely runs out of gas in the second round. Yep. I'm thinking she hadn't quite recovered from COVID. I guess she got COVID really bad back in August. Hmm. Didn't quite recover well enough. And sure enough, this girl like ends up getting her on the ground and then ends up like getting her in a rear naked choke. Didn't even have the choke locked in. I kid you not. She, it's not locked at all. And the champ is tapping. She knew it was coming. It was either now or when I pass out. So <laughs> I might as well do it while I'm conscious. <laughs> but it, no, but like she yeah. didn't actually have like it locked together. Like yeah, her yeah. arms locked together at all. Yeah. Dude, it's still wide open. And she, tap, listen, tap, tap, tap. UFC fighters are a lot like chess players, right? You know when you lost. <laughs> that was just her tipping her, you know, her king over. <laughs> but it's good for the sport. When you see a huge underdog win. Absolutely. It's always good to see that. Nunez looked like the Terminator. Yeah. Like nobody was going to beat her except for a man. So to see her lose on the rematch, I I don't think Nunez will bang with her at all. Nunez is going to be like, I'm going to take you to the ground. I'm going right. to pound you out and I'm going to get my belt back. Well, that's what she should have done to begin with, though, like, especially if she knew that, you know, her she was not fully recovered. Because, you know, some some of those people get that long COVID, man. Where you just do not get the lung strength back for your endurance and nine ten yeah. months, man. Um, Olympic uh, athletes that have gotten it have had that same issue, and it's kind of interesting. But um, but yeah, it's just some people aren't the same after, and other people never even knew they got it. So it's jacked up disease. So congrats to Juliana. Yeah, it's always good to have a new champ. Um, it's always good to see that underdog win. Um, I would not expect the rematch to go her way, though. Probably not. I, I think Nunez will step back in. And again, was, Nunez almost got her in the first round. Yeah, it so. was definitely a technical error um, to do that in the second because that's obviously what's going to win you. When you're trading blows with people like that um, and then let it go to a ground game, yeah, you're definitely setting yourself up for failure, especially when they're younger and more conditioned. Um, so all that should have been put Yeah, Juliana's tank was, I mean – she was still throwing bombs. Yeah. I mean, she was looking good. Yeah, and normally, so. obviously, you know, with the the ladies, it's uh, they're lighter. Normally, you see them way more well-conditioned when it comes to that. So if she was out of gas in the second round, there were things going on for sure. And, you know, it, obviously, I don't want to, like, take anything away from the winner, but it's like, you know, when you play somebody 100%, that's going to be a different fight, though, too. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like bragging about, like, beating the Broncos when they got a wide receiver as a quarterback. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, listen, dude, <laughs> you would beat any team that had a wide receiver as a quarterback, you know, the, those types of situations. Stuff just happens. So it's really good. I think we uh, we need to try to get the boys together and do the next one. The next one is uh, Naganyu and Kane in January. Hmm. That's a big fight. Nice. Anytime the heavyweights get together, that's a good time. Oof. Heavyweights are scary, dude. Those guys are throwing sledgehammers. That, oh yeah, there was there was one. I think it was on the undercard. Um, two big, big dudes that just jiggle. Yeah. 
So it's like they were 264.5 at the weigh-in, yeah, but you know they're like 285 now, right? <laughs> yeah, linemen just slugging it out. And when I see those guys, I'm like, you know what? I could get in there. I could do that, right? <laughs> right. As long as it doesn't go past the first round. Right? Uh, yeah, dude. The guy caught him, and it was just done. The guy just crumpled. That's how it goes. That's, the heavyweights, that's the thing, man. That's it's like as soon as they get that hammer on yeah. it, They ain't there done. to be technical. Nope. There ain't going to be no jujitsu in here, Not at man. all. I'm just going to try to blast your face off. Um, so we talked a little bit about COVID. Yep. I think that leads us into the NFL well. Yeah, COVID is wreaking some havoc for a few teams right now. So if you are in the fantasy playoffs, I wish you all luck. <laughs> yeah, going to need it. Because uh, COVID is running rampant through the NBA, through the NFL now. And... Um, Fingers crossed it doesn't affect any of our top fantasy stars. I'm in I made the playoffs in all of my paid leagues, five out of six. And I'm the third I'm the one seed in three of those. Nice. And I'm just terrified. Like my teams aren't really that great. Yeah. I'm they're balanced, but they're not a juggernaut. So I definitely need good matchups. I do not need COVID coming in and messing with my team. I do oh, not yeah. have the best depth either. Right. Yeah. Um, you got that depth of a kiddie pool kind of thing right. going on. So, um, no, I'm number one seed in one of my other leagues. Squeaked in the playoffs in one of those, one of our leagues as well, too. I'm excited uh, that you did. Yeah. Number Who do I play? Is it you? Me. You first again. round? <laughs> we played last week and yeah. we play again this week. Oh, man. And I was so excited. I was doing all the math. I was like, so if Sunny loses and I win and I have more points than her, I will be the one seed. And I was looking and you were like the sixth seed. And I was like, but if he loses and he didn't score a lot of points, he'll be the eighth seed. We'll play again. Awesome. Yeah. Because in our league, eight teams make the playoffs out of 12. Right. Nobody gets a bye. Number one team does get their money back. So that's the whole like, hey, you didn't get a bye, but you get your money back. Sure. So. Yeah, I take that. Well. If I could get past you, I might have Derrick Henry back. I saw that. I'm yeah. excited. One of the leagues that I made the playoffs, like my team was like just destroying people. Yeah. And then the second half of this year, I was like, I won a couple, lost a couple. I've got Derrick Henry. If he comes back, oh, yeah, man. I should open the floodgates. So, but he won't come back for another week or two. I they think they said by week 18 is what he's hoping for. So, oh, I'm... that won't matter then. Really? Yeah, playoffs will be over. Oh. All right, well, never mind then. 15, 16, and 17. That dude's built different, though, so who knows? He might just show up like this next game and be like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to go run in a boot. Still put up 100 on you. I don't care. <laughs> he probably could. He probably could, man. I'd love to see it. <laughs> no doubt. Derek, Dan, we miss you, Derrick Henry. I know. NFL's not the same without him. When right? we watch Derrick Henry run, we're just watching greatness. Well, think about it. Like, what other... What other running back right now is in the NFL, you know, that you're like, dude, this just this guy's dominant, you know? I'm a I'm a big there's there's two two positions that I love. Everybody likes quarterbacks. Quarterbacks handle the ball every play. Sure. Quarterbacks are the most important position in football. I love running backs. I love linebackers. Yeah. Those are like my two positions. I will always watch what did the running back do here? Did they pick the right hole? Did they do this? Did they do that? And when you see greatness in a running back, it's just so fun to watch. Yeah. Because they can do stuff that Next just like – Next level. Yeah. You, yeah, you shouldn't be able to do. 
Dalvin Cook. Um, Saquon, when he's healthy and has an O-line. Uh, McCaffrey, healthy. It's been so long since I've seen that with Saquon. I'll take your word on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, we're not going to – I don't know. Who knows what Saquon. But Delvin Cook, yes. Delvin that guy Cook. is different. Now, yeah. last week against the uh, – not the Lions. Who they play on Thursday? Whoever they played on Thursday and they just beat the brakes off of. Yeah. Those holes. Those the Steelers? Steelers. Yeah. You and I could run through those holes. I mean, yeah. We, we would have got a first down. Not at that speed. Uh, <laughs> no, but we would have ran through them. Sure, yeah, for a yard. No, yeah. no, we would have gotten ten. Those those holes were so big. He was now again. That's the difference between just an average person and a superstar. Yeah, we would have got ten yards. Right. He got thirty five. Right <laughs> on multiple carries. Yeah, when linebackers are running four six forties, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'd have gotten ten though. Yeah, on those holes. <laughs> Because there was nobody. Like, the hole opened I up, mean, and there's just sure, nobody there. But don't take anything away from Delvin Cook, right? No, no, he's he knows, awesome. He knows the holes. He has the speed. He has the strength. From Florida State? Yeah, and if he can't make you miss, he might stiff-arm you to the ground, you know? So, like, he, he's just a good, strong back. Him and Derrick Henry, in my opinion, right now, are probably, like, you know, so, two of the best. So Two young guys yeah. that I enjoy watching. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Taylor, yeah. That guy's built different, too, though. So. And you watched one firsthand, so I know you I know you like the number 33, don't you? Williams, actually, I'm pretty impressed by him. You know, if you guys would be smart and actually really start catering to a run game, um, you know, and pick up some of that sh- old Shanahan style. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. Since week nine, we've been rushing quite a yeah. bit. Stat for any Bronco fans out there, anytime the Broncos rush more than 28 times in a game, this season, they're like six and one. That's a lot of rushes. Twenty-eight. Because remember the stat I gave you about the Steelers, right? If they go over twenty, they win. So, um, yeah, some some teams are just dependent on it. Javante Williams is just. I guess he's he runs angry. He does. I I worry about that. You know, now Marshawn Lynch didn't get hurt a lot, and he yeah. ran angry. Right. Um, Marion Barber mm-hmm. ran angry, and he. After a few years, he, you know, those things started to add up. Yeah, I don't care how angry you are. You know what I mean? If you just, Eventually, when yeah. you're taking those hits, those things add up. Now you're just old but, and angry. So. Did, did you see what he was wearing on Sunday In his, for his thigh pads? What's that? They had Michael Myers on his thigh pads. <laughs> you can see pictures of it. You can actually see three, through his thigh pads and yeah. it had Michael Myers because he was slicing up that defense. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> they had a good game. Yeah. Well, Both. First time since like 1960 something that two Broncos running backs both had two touchdowns. I mean, it was also the Lions minus 18 players. It was the Lions with <laughs> COVID, so... and and uh, some of them actually had the flu as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's take it with a grain of salt. Right. Yeah. But people were had to again. make a wish going that they were going to go play as you know Lions players and <laughs> suit up in a game. So, <laughs> which again. For the first half, they played tough. Yeah. It was 14-10 at halftime. Right. or No, 17-10 because we made a field goal like right before the half. But for a moment there, I was like, are, are we going to lose to the Lions? I appreciate the fact that it at least crossed your mind. <laughs> I thought about it. It was 14-10. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, because you're like, they weren't supposed to put up 10 on us. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, not that beat-up team, but – uh. I don't know. It might have been a little bit different with a fully healthy team. Well, they, they learned, like, uh, they actually have one of our former wide receivers. 
who's shifty. Mm-hmm. And they kept getting him the ball in space. And when you get him the ball in space, he can make things happen. Yeah. And we actually don't have the best pass rush. We have to kind of manufacture pass rush right now. So Jared Goff had, you know, a couple times where he didn't have anybody in his face. And Jared Goff, with no pressure, it's not a bad quarterback. It's when he has pressure that he folds like a chair. What you just described was any quarterback to make it in the NFL, okay? Because, listen, if you don't do good under pressure, you should never end up on an NFL team. You're going to struggle. Yeah. You're going to struggle. Period. Because you don't get the luxury of being in college where you get to be the number one team going against like people that have to be Googled, right, to find out who you are. Where you get to sit in a pocket for nine seconds while people just run scramble drills. Um, yeah, no, it's... Jared Goff, but he's he's just he's not he's not good. Uh, I will say this though, I'm never again going to root for the Cardinals. And probably the only caveat to that situation is maybe if they play the Patriots. But you want to know what, man? They pissed me off last night. That was just it. So I cashed out my parlay because I my my head said Cardinals, my gut said Rams are going to win this game because they hadn't played well in a couple weeks. Yeah, and I just felt like you know what they're going to play well tonight, and they did. I think the Cardinals just aren't what they are anymore. Like, Murray doesn't look right. Hopkins can't seem to get things going. Well, you know, how you, you, know how you beat is... the Cardinals, which, again, when, for, when you play Kyler Murray, if he's not running, which he only ran a couple times. Actually, he put up a good amount of yards. I mean, he put up over 40. Yeah. But when he's not running a lot, yeah. you keep him in the pocket and you force him to throw the ball. Most of his throws are less than 10 yards. Yeah. For the majority of them. It's, it's deep He'll balls. throw some deep balls yeah. here and there. Right. But for the most part, if you just put your defense and say, hey, we're going to make you keep everything in front of us, and we're going to make you force you to work down the field, mistakes happen. Well, here's, here's the problem. Kyler Murray has had the same issues since he got in the NFL and that he does not do well against three, four defenses. He just doesn't. He loses track of players. Too many men out there. Yeah, he loses track of players, right? And the thing is, is when when you're a quick read, you know, quarterback, and it's not because of the lack of his ability. That's what he prefers, right? Get the ball out fast or move. And I say that because he's not like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is like a two read because that's it. That's the extent, right? That that's all he could process. Kyler Murray's smarter than that, but the issue is. When you have like four out there, four linebackers moving into the coverage, sneaking his, spies, those types of things. His, his size does play a part as well. Yeah, absolutely. I believe. Of course. Yeah, it has to. And plus, you know, when you're shifty and that type of thing, I'm like, his interceptions are typically like those mid routes. He don't throw picks on deep routes. He throws picks on those mid routes because he loses track of linebackers. He's not finding the people who are I mean, spying. One pick was on a tip ball from yeah. Aaron Donald, yeah. which Aaron Donald was a beast last night. Absolutely. And Von Miller showed up a little bit too. Finally, starting to look like they're going to put some hey, pressure on that. He made the game-saving tackle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I was proud of him. I watched. I was like, "That's my man out there." I love that guy. Anyways, the reason why I'm never going to root for the Cardinals again though, is because James Conner couldn't get me 45 yards of rushing, and that douchebag cost me 1,200 bucks. So, and he got two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't care about that quite as much. Um, I did actually have. But they don't a, run the ball like they don't like they should run the ball. Listen, they in, don't. In what world do I come out and say, you know, he's actually more likely to hit ninety yards receiving than he is forty-five yards rushing, right? Because that was last night. That that was the scenario that he was 
he was more likely to hit 100 yards receiving than he was to hit 45 yards running the ball as a running back. And that pisses me off because that was the easy pick for me, right? Connor over 45? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, should happen. We'll do that. Teams can run on the Rams. The far-fetched idea? He'll get two touchdowns because I put money on that as well too. But it included 45 yards rushing because I'm like, how could he possibly – get two touchdowns and not rush for 45 yards right he can and he did cost me a lot of money i i will i i like the cardinals they're fun to watch um i like their defense i did laugh last night because on the the commentary they said vance joseph's doing such a great job i hear that and i'm just like i hate that guy (laughs) now again he is the example of a guy who's a pretty good defensive coordinator, not a head coach. Yeah. <clears throat> I I don't know what it is. Murray can't throw touchdowns. He just can't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. But his red zone percentage is terrible. And uh, that that's just a huge issue. You can't win games with a bad red zone percentage. Well, I think when you shorten the field – I mean, there's – well, we, I, already, again, we already went over this. I right? think his height is an issue in that shortened field. Yeah. Well, because, again, he is a threat deep downfield, right? His picks come with short fields. That, that's where his turnovers are, right? And they already know that, okay, if you get within the 20, you're going to look to run, right? So then you just spy him. And you don't even bother, right? Zone it out and spy Spying him. Spying him still easier said than done, though. He's really quick. Well, he is, but I would much rather have you running it than try to get a touchdown, you know, throwing it with him. And that's obviously proven to be the case because he walked away with two picks and no touchdowns last night. So they they were figuring it out one way. But Well, besides you no longer rooting for the Cardinals. Yeah. Who are you rooting for for MVP? First off, I don't think Aaron Rodgers deserves it. Uh, and I know Caleb will be the first person to disagree with me, but I'm like, dude, like, I'm so not. I'm generally right now. Not it's, it's I've got one, two, three right now. All right, and I assume Tom Brady is going to be there for you. I, God, I, so many people are going to hate me for this. I really like watching Tom Brady play now. <laughs> that he's not with the Patriots. Like you don't have to worry about the Patriots winning and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I love watching him play. I love watching him run for a first down with those forty-year-old legs, and then like. After one of his runs, he got up and the defensive guy was doing something he didn't like and he got up in his face. I love that. I love that. Um, <clears throat> I might even watch that show um, that he's got going on right now that talks about all of his Super Bowl seasons, even the ones he lost. Yeah. I might watch that. Yeah, I was pretty curious about that as well. So too. Um, Tom Brady's one. Rodgers is two. Yeah. Taylor's three right now. I can move with that. I think I'm okay with that. And I'm and I'm pretty damn sure if Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, Derrick Henry's probably two or three right now. Absolutely. I mean, he was on track for 2,000-yard yeah. season. Another one. Because well, he had two last year. Yeah, not to mention that they had an extra game as well. You know? Yeah. So, well, he was only, I think he was at 1,000 at like seven. He was, the, he was still the leading champ for almost two weeks after he was injured <laughs> for rushing yards. So, you know, that says a lot. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Here's the thing that I don't like about necessarily about Aaron Rodgers is I think they got a weak division. You know what I mean? So he gets to pad his stats when it, when it comes to some I mean, of that stuff. Brady got to do that for a, like 17, 18 years though. Yeah. But he that also, that AFC East was 
bad. But he also proved that he can go to another team and in a whole different scheme and so still So he's be proved his greatness. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, he was able to pad those stats against the Dolphins, the Jets, and, and the Bills. And the Bills when they were terrible. When they were yeah. terrible for many, many years. Which That's is also true. why they were able to get the one seed most of the time as well. Right. Like, when they talk about how many AFC championships and Super Bowls they've been to. Yeah. They only have to play two games. And they get to play those games at home most of the time. When it's cold and terrible. Yeah. And they have the best coach of all time. Right. Right. So, like, you can see why he would get there, right? Sure. No, absolutely. But, yeah, it, it, it's Tom Brady right now for me. I mean, he leads the league in yards. He leads the league in touchdowns. He's he's a machine out there. Yeah. He really is. And, again, it's the best offensive talent he's ever had. Ever. If Antonio Brown, if they don't cut him. Okay, hold on. I've not been keeping up with this. Why are they even looking at cutting him? What's the deal? It's just the whole, like... So Arian says he's on the fence, right? But I mean, but what caused he he turned in a a um, oh a fake fraudulent COVID card, fake vax card? Okay, yeah. But when he's healthy, yeah, and on the field, yeah, he is he is the most consistent first down catcher on that team. Yeah, when you have Gronk and Antonio Brown running those routes in the middle with Evans and Godwin. Like nobody can stop that. Okay, so here's my issue: Who cares if you turn in a fake vax card? I I don't understand why that's necessarily part. Listen, because you don't have to be vaccinated to play. It's just you have different protocols. Correct. So then, why does it matter? Correct. You know what I mean? Why Why I mean, do they take it to that degree? Because you want to know what it sounds like. It sounds like they're being punitive on something that's that technically is moot. So I I, I still think there's I I don't I agree with his suspension. I just don't think the Bucks should kick him off the team. But why should he get suspended? Because he should have been following those correct protocols all season. And he didn't he have to have it, period. He wasn't vaccinated. I know, but he didn't have to have a vaccination to play. No, he didn't. But then no. you would have had to follow protocols like wearing a mask on the sidelines, wearing a mask in, in uh, press conferences, yeah, wearing a mask at certain times around the team. Yeah. Like yeah. There's protocols. He didn't do any of that. But why does he need those protocols, though, one way or another? Now, again, I don't agree with all the protocols. Yeah. And I don't like to me what he did is as bad as what Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron Rodgers got a game. He got three. Yeah. So I think that's pretty jacked up for for it. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I, I hate the way that they're doing any of this right now. I think it's absolutely stupid. And like, for example, like cause Aaron Rodgers he went through what a monoclonal antibody treatment to, to try to get his immune system up. So in case he got it, he wouldn't be an issue for him. Okay. That is a proven treatment across the country. I don't understand what the issue is. Right. Like, and, and also and that might've been why he only got a game, but again, no matter what treatment you got, if you're unvaccinated, you have to follow the NFL's guidelines and protocols, but all the guidelines and, and protocols he's not are doing stupid it. too. That's true. But there's still rules you have to follow. All right. I mean, I understand. I just, I wish somebody would take some kind of constructive thought process and be like, why are these in place? Oh, does it actually do anything? No. Then I guess those matter don't matter. You know what I mean? And that's, they, the, they that's just, the dumb part about look, it. They're just out there for the NFL to save face. We did it. That's it. 
dude, it is your organization, and it's only impacting because again, people in your organization. Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers did and what Antonio Brown did are the same thing, for the most part. Right. Aaron Rodgers got a game. Antonio Brown got three. And Antonio Brown's like, after this game this weekend, he can come back next week. Yeah. Well, we might kick him off the team. Why? Yeah. That, that's the part that just makes no sense to me. I don't think they will. It doesn't make any sense. I think it's, yeah. Because the Patriots would be like, you know what? We'll take a chance on you. Yeah. You screwed up a couple years ago because you were had those sexual allegations. We weren't cool with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take you now. Right. Teams are dumb, dude. I guarantee you, if the Bucks drop him, the Chiefs or, or the Patriots will be like, "Yes, you can come play for us." And good, you know what I mean. And I hope that it ends up to them winning. I just, I'm tired of all this grandstanding garbage, dude. That's the part that just gets so old. You know what I mean? Just a little little pony show for them to go out and you know pretend and do all this other stuff and try and again try to save face, right? But like they legitimately nobody cares. That's just how it is. So to sit there and suspend some dude for for three weeks when you know nobody genuinely cares, um, and also none of the protocols do anything because again, for the what ten thousandth time, doesn't stop you from getting it, doesn't stop you from you know spreading it, doesn't matter. It does nothing that's different in regards to the circumstances, right? So I don't I don't understand the point of any of it other than again the grandstand. That's it. It's absolutely stupid. Protect the shield. All absolutely stupid. So it's 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 whatever at this point. And if they end up losing, maybe because they didn't have that X factor, good, happy, awesome, move on. You know what I mean? I hope not. I like the Bucks. All right. We've got a gigantic. This is not normal. We have a gigantic game on Thursday night this week. Chiefs Chargers. Oh, that's right. I'm like, why am I missing this? Okay. Chiefs, Chargers, yes. Um, <clears throat> it's in L.A. Chargers did stomp the Giants, but most teams do. Yeah. But, With Mike Glennon playing quarterback, by the way. Yeah. Um, the, and they still put up 20 points with Mike Glennon. Well, that's because the Chargers' defense is They're pretty terrible. bad. Terrible. They're pretty bad. Terrible. I think the Chiefs win. I think they do, too, because the Chiefs' defense has actually been playing pretty good. They're playing pretty good. You have to you have to play you have to be able to run the ball. And you have to be able to throw the ball more than ten to fifteen yards. Yeah. If you have routes more than ten to fifteen yards, their coverage breaks down. Yep. But right now they're just playing everything in front of them. Yeah. So Yeah, and well, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with the Chargers. I think I feel like they just completely lost their identity after week five. Like, they're not even sure what their game plan should be anymore. Because, you know, Austin Eckler doesn't really show to be, like, this big big thing anymore. Mike Williams is in and out. Now, their O-line is not great. No. By any means. Rashawn Slater has been great. You know what his worst game of the season was? Hmm. It's against the Broncos. Oh. Did they lose to the Broncos? They did. That was his worst game of the season. Yeah. But they've also got, like, Michael Schofield back, who's not good. They've got like their O line has got some issues. Yeah, they they can't open holes for Eckler. That's the problem. Eckler's not a, a between the gap runner. He he really shouldn't be. Yeah, you want Eckler in space. Yeah, either out to the edges or throw you know little yeah. short passes Absolutely. to him. Right, he, he's a, he's a run after the catch kind of guy. Right, 
And um, that's how Eckler's always been. He's not your ground and pound dude. Like so, I always root for Eckler because he's from Colorado, but um, he's not the between the tackles guy. You don't. You, you really shouldn't be running him in there. Yeah, I honest. I feel like just the Chargers are a house of cards, dude, and they they've toppled over. And I think I think we're done with them. I don't think they're really going to be much for a raise. Uh, and they're eight and five. They win two more games. They're in. Yeah, but I don't think they're going. Uh, they're. I don't. They're definitely not winning against the Chiefs. And I don't know who they, they will play. not beat the Chiefs this week. Who do week? they play the week after? Do you know? I mean, I can probably find out. That's why we got this cool thing on uh, when I'm on Bleacher Report. I can just click the next week and Chargers play the Texans. See, well, there you go. Now nah, they're going to snag an extra win there. Just they're going to snag that win, and then they play the Broncos in LA. They they'll probably snag that win. That's two. They just need two. If they get two, they're in. Ten and seven is going to get you in. Here's the and they play the Raiders the last week. They're they're going to win two or three of these. They're going to win. They're not going to win. They're not going to win Thursday. But they would. They might win the next three. I'm not even sure they beat the Broncos. To be honest, Broncos defense is playing good. So I, the one thing that Caleb won't admit, the offense is garbage. The coaching is pretty awful. The defensive coaching is good. And on a given day, if you can run the football and you can play defense, you can win. Absolutely. It may not be pretty. No. And it's normally not. Right. Unless you play in Dallas. But (laughs) other than that, most of the games aren't pretty for the Broncos. Right. But if you pack a run game and you play defense, you can win a football game. Absolutely. Right? I mean, those are are the basics uh, of, you know, of winning football. So, Chiefs... Now, again, anytime on a Thursday night football game that they're expecting fireworks, sometimes we don't get it. The over-under is 52. That's a lot. That's I mean, that, lot. that is a lot, but nobody expected 70 points between the Packers and Bears. So True. Um, Fair. And um, I don't know. If, if, if anything, I think it's probably because the Chiefs put up 38 of those points. You know, what I do like so. about what I've watched from the Chiefs lately, the last couple games— Mahomes is taking what the defense gives him. He's not forcing the deep ball. Yeah. And they're just, you know, play, they're just playing to, hey, let's run the football. We'll get the ball. We'll, we'll we'll just move it down the field. He's not taking that big play all the time. Yeah, well, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has made a difference. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has, has absolutely helped a lot. Uh, Darrell Williams. Yeah. Also from LSU. It's been great, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just – I think the Chargers are, are kind of done. Um I've just not seen anything that's gotten me excited about him. Um, I still say Chargers take that sixth or seventh seed. Yeah, but they I don't mean, win this game. No, but they'll take that sixth or seventh seed. Yeah, I don't think they do anything right. with that. This is a Saturday special. Yep. Raiders Browns. You mean Broncos? What? Isn't it Broncos? No, it's Raiders Browns. Who are the Broncos playing? No, nope. Broncos play the Bengals. Oh. This is a Saturday, 2.30. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, Browns are in COVID protocol this week, so they are meeting virtually. They can't even be on the field right now. Who's who's listed as out so far, though? (sighs) Like two of their linemen are listed as out. Baker's safe at the moment. Um, Two of their linemen, I think one of their wide receivers. um, They already had two of their tight ends have been out. Hooper is, is one of the guys that's out now oh, with COVID. So now they just have so. Njoku? No, Njoku's out on IR. Serious? Yeah. All right. I don't even know who's playing tight end for these guys now. 
very few people knew anyways. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I still think they beat the Raiders because... I think they can run over the Raiders. Dude, the as Ra- long as Chubb's playing, I think they can run into the Raiders. That was, that, watching that Raider game was depressing. Like, genuinely just depressing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... Like what's, actually, what's really bad is like most of those plays were good plays and then they just fumbled the ball. Yeah. That, on like two or three of them. That's really what it was. Like they turned the ball over what, four and times? Again, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you let the Chiefs just like get up on – get on you by 14 points and they just pin their ears back and just attack on you, yeah. you're done. Yeah. And I just, without Darren Waller, without any deep threat, yeah. the, the, the Raiders just didn't have an answer. Yeah. Edwards has turned into a complete bust this Nothing. year. Nothing. That Nothing guy, from him. He does. He doesn't even look at him. Yeah. Doesn't even look at him. He just basically looks at Hunter Renfro. That's Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. Because Edwards has had, you know, some decent catches here and there, but he just doesn't look at him. Yeah. yeah Unfortunate. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with that team. But, yeah, after Ruggs, Waller, I, they, nothing, nothing this season for them said that they should be successful. So, whatever. Take your L and <laughs> move on to next year. And hopefully better luck because nothing went well for you guys this year. Another gigantic game for saturday night football patriots colts that yeah that um dude that is so tough man because that offense for the colts looks legit and that defense for the patriots looks beyond legit yeah because they shut down whoever they play and so this is going to be an interesting game um, it might be boring as all hell because it might be like a 12 to nine kind of game, you know, depending if, if both teams do what they know how to do, this might end up being a very boring game. Um, 21, 17, I think I might be on the higher end. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause what Mac Jones isn't going to be throwing a lot of, you know, touchdowns. We know that for sure. And you know, the Colts, sometimes you could beat them on the ground, but sometimes not. That's the other thing. Too. That run defense is pretty good. I know, and but and that's the thing that's weird about the it. DeForest right? Buckner in the middle. He's, yeah, he's pretty good. Darius Leonard. That run defense is pretty good. Right, and you know it depends what Carson shows. It's up. It's really about Carson. Yeah, the Colts if they are on point and they don't turn the ball over, they're they're a pretty tough team. Yeah, and Ty has actually been shown to be a pretty good you know addition now that he's finally back playing with that team and he's actually healthy. He's out there running really good routes yeah. and making good catches. So, honestly, I'm putting my money on the Colts uh, for, for this week. I'm, I'm still taking Patriots, man. They're on a roll. They are. But Colts are built different, man. Like they, I hope. They've been showing up. Look, dude. man, nothing hurts me more than being like, man, we had one season where the Patriots were bad. <laughs> I know. That's one. Right. Just one. Right? Yeah. Just one. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> like, nothing hurts me more. But, like, they – Play f- they just play good football. They run the football. They play good defense. They play to their strengths. Yeah, they're coached really well. Um, like, I, I, if the Chiefs keep playing like they are, they should murder the the Patriots. But if they have any bit of a late da- let down, like the Patriots could beat the Chiefs. Hmm. Like I don't think there's like there's no team right now that I'm just like they line up against the You're Patriots. Talking Colts though, right? I'm taking. I'm talking Patriots to Chiefs. Oh, I'm just saying. Like a couple weeks ago, Caleb had mentioned. Yeah. Any team lining up against the Patriots, would you pick the other team? I can't say that I can. Pick the Cowboys. We did it once already. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Um, Same proven track. Record. All right, so you're you're taking Colts. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts. I got Patriots. All right. I just can't bet against them right now. All right, uh, this one's easy. We can move on. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals Lions. Oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I I'm trying to go more in order. Uh, we're gonna skip those two games because we're gonna talk more about those. Saints Bucks. Nope. Sorry. God. Bleacher Report. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you using Bleacher Report? We've sorry. Discussed this, I know man. ESPN. Cardinals Lions. Well, yeah, Cardinals. Cardinals. I mean, yeah. Easy. I will say I like the fight in the Lions. Again, they were down 17-10 against the Broncos, and then after halftime, it was done. But they put up a fight. Yeah, I mean, but it's like Usain Bolt versus him doing the Special Olympics. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate the effort, but you're not going to win. No, they're not going to win, but it's okay. They yeah. don't need to win right now. No, they, need, they need to rebuild that whole roster, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. baby steps. Right. But they play hard for that guy. Dude, they're probably the only NFL team that starts taking applications they, at week six. They have I mean? less talent than the Jaguars. And if the Lions line up against the Jaguars, they beat them every time. I agree, actually. Right? Yeah. Mainly because Urban Meyer is coaching yeah. with the Jaguars. Peep, those guys run through a wall for Dan Campbell. They just don't have a lot of talent. Right. Uh, and the only talent that's there normally gets ooh, hurt. This is so. another turd. Jets, Dolphins. Jets. Actually, ooh, ne- never mind. Never mind. I'm taking Dolphins on this Dolphins. One. Two have yeah, been yeah. looking good, man. Two I good. hate to say that. Two is looking I, good. I'm actually thinking of starting Tua instead of Prescott this week. Because here's the reason why the Giants are a black hole when it comes to points. They People are. They're, they are a score vacuum. Dude, I don't know. I mean, Herbert had a good game. Yeah, but great. One. Who's playing, though? Like, if Mike minutes. Lennon's still playing, yeah. yeah, you might be able to play plus Prescott. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't trust All him. right, we'll get to that game. That's, a, that's second to last. Yeah, Dolphins for sure. Yep. Panthers, Bills. Bills, dude. Would, would you think at this point in the season – We'd be talking about Bills at seven and six after last year and like how they started the year this year. Dude, I I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just I don't I, I genuinely just don't even know what's broke at this point. One, their defense doesn't show up when you need them to. Their offense, it's like all of a sudden Stefan Diggs went on vacation. You know what I mean? Like he's not there. Knox sometimes he's there. Allen's accuracy's not been. As good as it was last year. Mm-mm. No, it definitely has it. And he's using his legs a lot more. That's always a concern for me, right? Because to me, when you trust your legs more than you do your arm as a quarterback, that's an issue, you know? And um, so either that's bad play calling or... And he is wearing a boot at the moment. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they still beat the Panthers because the Panthers are terrible. And uh, especially if Cam Newton's playing because... <sighs> so bad. Dude, he... He's got to be done, man. He's got to be done after this year. Yeah. I mean, when you get benched for them to bring in PJ Walker, who's also terrible. Right. Yeah. They, they've, they're just, they're, everything about him is atrocious. I, I still say, like I said at the beginning of the year, Mariotti, uh, so would have been great on the Panthers. I, I know Caleb holds a lot of his animosity towards the Broncos for not taking Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. It's very evident. A little bit. Can you be a Panthers fan knowing that you, A, are still paying Teddy Bridgewater? You're now paying Cam for what he's bringing to the team. Right. And you have Sam Darnold that you gave up two draft picks for when you could have took Fields. Right. 
No, How's that for animosity, right? right? Yeah, no, well, you can't be, you can't have animosity when you're three layers of dumb. You know what I mean? Like they're they're too stupid to now, have animosity. I have seen some flashes from Fields, but I'm still not a Fields believer. I've seen some things, but again, there's like there's some coaching issues, there's talent issues. Yeah. Like he has no O line. I'm giving him a pass. I'm not saying he's a bust or anything like that. Right. Yeah. But I see some things. I'm just like, eh, I'm not completely sold that this guy's a superstar. But you know, if he had things around him, that was good. I think Jalen Hurts is better than Justin Fields. So Jalen Hurts has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Doing pretty good. And he's not working with a, a ton of talent either. So this one, <laughs> wow. The fact that this one's even on the schedule. Texans, Jaguars. Ooh, gonna be a shootout. <laughs> I uh depending on who plays uh I, quarterback for the Texans. I don't even think it matters. I think it does, unfortunately. I don't think it matters. If Davis Mills plays, I still think they beat the Jags. The Jags are not playing at all for Urban Meyer right now. That and Mills actually was playing lights out. He went fourteen of fifteen in the first half. He played pretty good. The, it's just the team. The gets Jags. The Jags are done. Oh, the Jags are terrible. Yeah, they're 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 not playing for Urban Meyer at all. No, at of this course point. not. Yeah, and then Lawrence is back to his you know early week days of just going out there and throwing picks. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I take the Texans on this one for sure. I, I got the Texans. <sighs> this one's tough. Titans Steelers. I think Titans win. I don't. I think the. I don't know, man. I don't know. Titans' whole offense is based on running the football, and they can't run the football well, at all. No, but their defense is stepping up. Defense I mean, is playing better. I mean, any any defense against Ben is pretty good. Am I wrong? Uh, but have the Titans shut out two teams this year? I, I mean, one of those teams is the Jags. So I don't know if that counts. Doesn't matter. It's still an NFL team. Why are you a hater, dude? I don't, I don't know if that counts, man. <laughs> Jack's offense is playing so bad right now. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember. Anyways, uh, no, it's I, definitely Titans, but I got Titans. I just like the Steelers. It, the Steelers honestly are a lot like um, kind of like the Chargers to me. I mean, right? obviously the, the line is two for the Titans. Really? So they don't. Yeah. Well, the Steelers are at home. Hmm. The Steelers did come back against the Vikings. They almost like they almost got it a game, but. But that's because that's the Vikings, dude. Like, they also just let the Lions beat them. So. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's the, 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 the Lions beating the Vikings had people saying that the Lions might beat the Broncos. <laughs> I think with a healthy team, they actually would have put up a bit of a fight. I think with a healthy team, I don't think you guys are running four touchdowns on them. Oh, no, no. I mean, you, it might not you, be. You it make, might not be thirty-eight them, to ten. Yeah, you make them pass the ball. But okay? we, I still think we win the game, even if they have their full team. But I, I don't think it's thirty-eight to ten. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree I, with that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because the Lions, they fight. Sure. Um, I kind hate, I hate picking the Titans there. Washington and the Eagles. This is this is a game. Whoever loses is done. Six and seven. Six and seven. I'm taking the Eagles if Jalen Hurts is back. If he's not back, I'm actually taking. The I, I do like the Eagles with Hurts against Washington. Heineke has an elbow issue and a semi knee issue as well. So and Gibson looked terrible that last game, but I'm, but they got dug in a hole really fast where you didn't really have options to start. Correct. The ball. Yeah. Although they, I mean they. 
made it 27-20, and they had the ball. That's because, like, literally because he threw a pick six with less hey, than three minutes left. It is what it is. It is. I mean, but I'm just saying. They, they, that wasn't because of the offense, okay? The Washington football team had the ball down seven. They had a chance to tie it That's up. That's because their defense put up a third of their points. So. <laughs> True. Falcons, 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. Yeah, 49ers for sure. 49ers are playing really good. Playing really good. Really good. Debo is just out of this world. Ayuk finally Kittle. came out of his coma. Ayuk uh, is like, wait, I'm still a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who's running the football. Like, they, they make it work. And Kittle, yes, is absolutely playing lights. Like, that guy's just catching everything. What would he have? Eleven catches, one hundred and forty-three yards, something like that. I think he had more game. than that. Yeah, it was. I think he had fifteen. Yeah, it was a strong game for Kittle, and it just doesn't matter. Like you know where the ball's going, he just catches it anyways. Because that's the problem, right? You can't double really anyone on that team, you know, because they could punish you multiple ways. You don't want Debo like running as as long as Grappolo just spreads the ball around, yeah. takes what the defense has given him. That's a tough team to beat. And they've proven th- that they can run the ball down their your throat yeah. if they want to. No matter who's so, running. Yep. So Mitchell, Hasty, Jeff Wilson. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. So you got to pick your poison on that. Like, you want to get killed, you know, by a million paper cuts, you know, <laughs> or or do you want them just to go over the top on you with Kittle and Debo and now Ayuk, now that he realized he was actually still in the NFL. So... That's good. Now that I got rid of him, I'm glad right? he's like actually yeah. been a performer. So, Packers Ravens, uh, possible Lamar, possible not. I think with or without, they lose that game. So I, I feel like the the Ravens were they're kind of past their prime for what this season is. To be honest, so a little bit of fool's gold. Yeah, but that's that division, in my opinion. That whole division. Looked good when we started, but yeah. Yeah, I mean that's how that division is. You know, they always look like super strong contenders for the first nine weeks, and you're like, oh, that was a weird one for them to lose, and then you just realize that, like, oh, that's because they're actually not that good, and they're starting to play people. In. Yeah. Packers have a defense right now. Oddly that defense enough, is playing really yeah. well. And that's, last five six weeks, Packers defense has been really good. Right. Which is odd because they are not accustomed to having a good. They defense. lost like thirteen to seven to the Chiefs. Yeah, like they're they're pretty good, man. Yeah. Seahawks Rams. Uh, after what the Rams just did uh, to the Cardinals, I don't think the Seahawks have a chance. At yeah, hell. Rams Rams are going to destroy sure. these guys. I have no no qualms about it on that one. Sunday night football. Saints Bucks. Yeah, I think that's a pretty obvious one. That Bucks. might that might they might literally like beat him forty to three, dude. That Taysom Hill's a pretty good gimmick. If you can at least like handle that gimmick, you're gonna destroy them. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have an issue with that. So Um Vikings Bears. Vikings. I would love to just like agree with you right away on that. <laughs> I just I dude, I just don't like the Bears at all, bro. I, dude, the Vikings got beat by Matt Nagy's bad. That O line's not good. I don't know. Is Dalvin Cook back? Or yeah, he is. Okay, he is for sure. Yeah. Oh, he he played Thursday. Yeah, I thought he, but 
I mean, but he was playing with an injury. Yeah, he's playing with the so, shoulder, but he's just like, I've played with it before, so I'm yeah. fine. Okay, all right. Yeah, and I, I think then the Vikings take that one pretty easily. All right. Cowboys, Giants. I think that's an easy one for the Cowboys. So, I think it'll be close. For the first half? Maybe. I don't know, man. You guys play the Giants weird. Like, there's no reason for you guys to not blow them out. Right. But sometimes you don't. And it's really weird. That's definitely been a trend, um, for sure. Like, there's no there's no rhyme to it that you guys just don't, like, it's squash a division that team. Game, but dude. It, that's just how it is with, with our division games. Like, put a fork in them, man. Yeah. You know the Giants are close to having two top five picks? If the Bears keep losing and they keep losing, they will have two top you, five You want to know what the, the depressing part is? I don't see that improving that team very much. Well, it will because they're going to fire Gettleman. Well, okay, great. And then That'll help. Then hire who? They'll hire a GM that can at least be competent. Gettleman's been garbage since the beginning. Well, they they definitely know how to make terrible decisions. They had three first-round picks. I don't know which year it is. 2018. Danny Dimes at six. Dexter Lawrence, a nose tackle at 17. Is that guy even in the NFL? He's still playing. Is he? Okay. He helps out their defense. And then DeAndre Baker at like 29 or whatever it was. Three first round picks. Danny Dimes is not good. Dexter Lawrence is okay. Wait, hold on. I got to have to see what that 2018 draft class was. And then DeAndre Baker, who plays for the Chiefs now. Let's see. Let's see who they uh, who they passed up on to get those studs. Um, oh wait, they took Saquon Barkley. Right? Was that? Oh, so nineteen. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. They so instead of Danny Dimes, right? So they took Barkley number two. Baker Mayfield went number one. That's nice. Um, what year is that? Yeah, you said twenty eighteen, right? Is that 2018? Yeah. Okay, try 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's going to be a little different then. Um, so, Giants, no, yeah, number six, they took Daniel Jones. Dang, that's sad. I just seen Kyler Murray up there, Nick Bosa. Yeah. Uh, and then they ended up taking, let's see. Lawrence. Wait, that was, um, oh, yeah, 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 Dexter Lawrence. So they could have got, let's see. I don't know, actually. They're, they didn't really, there wasn't a lot of options, to be honest. Um, because they had uh, Bradbury, Simmons, no fan. Dude, Bradbury would absolutely help that O-line. That O-line's garbage. That's true. As a center, yeah, he went to Minnesota. So, yeah, that probably would have been a, a better pickup. Um Yeah, DeAndre Baker. Yeah, well, that hasn't proven out well. Yeah, they definitely made some mistakes. Um, but generally speaking, though, that actually this was not a great um, draft class, to be honest. Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Well, I mean, DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andy's still mad about that. They traded up to get McCole Hardman, and they could have just stayed where they were and drafted DK. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Mistakes were made. Well, yeah, because Hardman went at 56 and Metcalf went at 64. They so. traded up to get McCall. Uh, All right, so instead of – well, still taking Daniel Jones. They could have taken um, – I, I guess you'd still take the quarterback, right? The quarterback's that. Instead of taking Dexter Lawrence, they could have taken Garrett Bradbury. Yep. Jeffrey Simmons is a beast at defensive tackle. Um, They could have taken – yeah, some of those guys I'm not too impressed with. And then DeAndre Baker at 30. I mean, they could have taken anybody. Elgin Jenkins, center for the Green Bay Packers. He's pretty damn good. Um, A.J. Brown. Let's just say that was a really bad year to need a quarterback. That's not a horrible – that's a horrible draft, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was a really bad year to need a quarterback unless you were literally first pick. Because Kyler Murray was the only talent at quarterback there. Um, yeah. No, was, that was just a really bad year to need a quarterback for sure. I okay, probably... yeah. Dex, yeah, so, I mean, I would take a couple of these guys over Dexter Lawrence at 17. Taking a true, like, fat guy defensive tackle who's not dominant at 17 is pretty tough. Yeah, that was a rough one, but uh, Debo, yeah. Debo was out there. Yeah, um, yeah. Hindsight though, I mean, those people weren't really on the radar because they still had um Odell Beckham, right? Wasn't that the last season? I with think them? they still had Odell. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like wide receivers were necessarily. I mean, Cowboys there. should definitely win this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They should. They should, as long as they don't definitely do win this game. I mean, we said that about the Broncos game, but I I think the Broncos are a better team than the Giants. Broncos did go three and one in the NFC East, so yep. I mean, and speaking of which, uh, it's the last game, right? Last game of the week. Kind of mad. Caleb didn't show up because he said he had an interesting Broncos take that I would not hate. Oh. He enticed me. I was thinking about it all day. Like, wait, what does he have to say Right. that I won't hate? Because he typically hates on them. And again, a lot of his hate is just driven by that Justin Fields pick. Now, again, the ownership, there's no ownership. I like the GM. Previous GM didn't do a great job. And then you've got the coaching staff. Vic Vangio's defense is still pretty good on any given Sunday. Yeah. I think they've proven that offense is just like you have all these offensive talents and you have a offense coordinator that can't make it work and you have a quarterback that just doesn't use them. Yeah. Cortland Sutton had like a catch on Sunday. A catch. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense. None. When Teddy throws the ball, I am I'm worried. <laughs> Well, I mean, but this goes back to what we were saying before, right? To to show how well they rank in the defensive stats, but to completely disregard that they are an absolutely stress test defense, right? Because they do not have an offense that moves the ball for them, that does not put them in the position to take, you know, pressure off of them as a defense, and to still perform that well in those circumstances, you have a good defense. 
and because you want to want to look at the you know the alternative you know go look at the chargers right that if they didn't have the offense that they have they would not come close to winning any game because people just put up points on them all the time right that was Correct. how the chiefs the, that defense does not play well together no absolutely not so it's to sit there and say it, when your offense is that bad because what they're ranked what 25 something like that they're in the lower part of it yeah, yeah. so to have an offensive ranking that low but to still have a, a top eight defense yeah that they're the only wins your team is getting is because of your defense. That's it. When they run the football and they but play listen, good defense, listen, they win. You don't have the luxury to run the ball unless your defense is playing. Because when you go out there and you're down 14, you're not like, yeah, let's chew the clock. You know what I mean? So it's if your defense, if you don't have the confidence in your defense, then you can't run the ball, period. And, you know, that's where a lot of teams get stuck and they get screwed because when they're stuck moving into passing game at second quarter because things are going downhill fast, that's just how it is, man. And watching but, Teddy miss open guys, watching Teddy take the five-yard versus the 10-yard route that's open. Yeah. Like the fact that Jerry Judy doesn't have like seven catches a game is remarkable because he's open all the time. Now, you might have to hold the ball for half a second longer, which he has time for the most part. There are times he doesn't. I, I, I get that. Sure. But for the most part, he has time. He still just picks the check down. So it's it's infuriating to watch. Yeah. I mean, well, that that's where you, when you don't have confidence on reading a defense, you'll always make those kinds of moves, right? Because if all you do is second guess yourself, you're like, oh, I don't know. I can't tell if somebody dropped back. I, I don't know if they moved you, you his You have zone. two six five receivers, and you throw them no jump balls, no back shoulders, nothing. Yeah. That makes no sense. Right. So, well, when you don't have confidence in your arm and you don't have confidence in your ability to read a defense, then, yeah, that's what you're going to get. So, sorry, man. That that's just and, and a horrible play caller as well. Sure. Doesn't help. Yeah. I mean, you guys, so, you guys just have the gambit of all the – We are things. completely average. And the, if, if literally, if you stick a actual quarterback behind this team, we are a Super Bowl contender. That's completely, completely true. And Caleb even mentioned that last week. Like most people will tell you, and and I I believe it. If you put a competent quarterback with these weapons, with this defense, yeah, they are a Super Bowl contender. I could see that. Honestly, funny enough, the Broncos remind me a lot of the Cowboys, but like our doppelganger. You know what I mean? Like, hey. See that road you could have went down, you know, <laughs> that we didn't. That's good because I mean, realistically, you have pretty good receivers, um, including Noah Fant. Uh, you have two who strong... they don't use right I, at I, all. Yeah, and and that, that's... now I will say, he had some good blocks against the Lions. Sure. Why is he blocking? He is a mismatch against anybody he plays against, and we don't use him at all. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Even Albert O, the second tight end, is a mismatch. We don't use him. Yeah. Do you think Travis Kelsey blocks? No. Not unless it's an accidental pick. You know what I mean? That's, that's best, best tight end blocking in the league is Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. That dude is a beast blocking. Yeah, absolutely. He's basically an extra line. Just a beast. So. No fan. He tries hard. I've, I, he made some good blocks against the Lions. I've seen it. He's made some terrible blocks yep. this year. But he's a mismatch. Use it. They don't, they don't run him on any seam routes at all. 
makes no sense. He's well, running five yard ins, outs. Well, here's the thing, right? If you are not a smart enough quarterback, you don't trust seam routes, right? Because because you you're throwing it you have to over gamble. somebody, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. You're gambling, right? They run in a cover two or they run in a cover three. They run a cover three, that guy might be sitting on the seam. They're running a cover two, the seam's open all day. So, yeah, if, if you're not able to read a defense, and as here's the thing. If you can't even make the simple reads pre-snap, right, then everything after the snap is absolutely out the window, Right. You don't put people in motion, right? You're not checking. Oh, is this guy in man? Are they going to come in? He's sneaking. Is he going to fall back? What is he doing? If you don't, if you can't read any of that stuff before you even snap the ball, nothing's going to go better for you after the fact. And and that's just kind of what what they've proven is they they just don't have that intellect there. Drew Locke physically is a better quarterback than Bridgewater. Mentally, they're pretty much on the same page. So and and I think that's kind of the situation. Drew Locke will in. take more chances than Teddy, well, which. He, he will can help you and hurt you. Absolutely, I'm. I will take that. Yeah. Like to me, I will take that. At every least day. respect it. Hey, thanks for trying. You know what I mean. But watching Teddy has been really hard for me. Yeah. Really hard. I understand. So that was me last year with the Cowboys. Yeah, because you didn't have Dak most of the year. Right. I, absolutely. So I just watched them run the gambit on all these garbage quarterbacks. <laughs> so now Bengals Broncos, this is a playoff game. Yeah. Loser of this game doesn't get into the playoffs without winning their last three games and getting some help. So you got to win this game. I don't know if the Bengals have confidence, to be honest. <sighs> Man, I, I, I still, I, I still think the Bengals win this game. They might. I, just, I, just, I have no, I have no confidence in the Broncos when they play a team with a winning record. <laughs> well, okay, so it's all going to be on. The Bengals did lose to the Jets, so anything's possible. But do you believe the Bengals could shut down the Bronco running game? No. Then the Broncos are probably going to win because that's really what it's going to come down to. They don't shut down, but they're not horrible against the run. That defense is pretty good. Yeah. Hendrickson's got nine straight games with a sack. I mean, they got to throw the ball to sack him, though. So, and uh, I don't know. I, I just... The, the Bengals look like a, te- a deflated team right now. Like the games that they've lost that they probably shouldn't have lost, you know, or when they do stupid things that shoot themselves in the foot, you know, like Mixon fumbling that for the return for a touchdown last week, things like that. I just I just feel like, I don't know, I don't think they have confidence. I don't think they're playing with confidence. Because if I'm them right now, like if I get in the playoffs, it's just to lose against the fr- in the first game. You know what I mean? Like that's- I, don't know. I think they're a dangerous team, man. I would love to think that, but just not based off the last couple of weeks I saw. Trust me, if they come back and they're looking like that week five, week six team, then they'll probably smash I, the Broncos. So I, I think we can run the ball on them. I'm scared of Teddy throwing the football at any time. Yeah, you guys don't want to be in that situation. Um, we wonder- we are not. It's so weird. And I I, I last week there were times where we didn't get pressure on Goff. When we were rushing four. And I was like, rush five. Make him make quick decisions. Yeah. When he can stand back there and throw, he's not horrible. No. Right? When he has to make a quick decision, he's not great. Right. We didn't. We let Burrow sit back in the pocket. He will shred that defense. Yeah. 
but he, they don't have a great offensive line. So they don't. So best of luck having that kind of time in the pocket. So I'm 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 conflicted. Yeah, I mean, if you guys are smart, you blitz the hell out of him, and and you really do a lot of mismatches. You make adjustments. You shoot gaps. You you bring in. You know, that that's how I would beat him uh, if I were you guys because. Um, your cornerbacks could play pretty good press, and when you do that, you could throw a lot of routes off. And when that's how that's how you beat good cornerbacks. When when, when our throw routes when we off. play um, a a pretty good zone, we're pretty tough. Man to man, we're we're okay. That's not a strength thing going against Burrow because Burrow's pretty good at reading zones. He, um, he is, and Jamar Chase is, and those two have the connection. Jamar Chase is legit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, well, him and Waddle. Waddle's so, been good too. Yeah, Waddle. Yeah, uh, you know, I think we're seeing like the future of the NFL, man. You're looking at your Chase Burrow. You're looking at Waddle and Tua, and um, you know, it's just there's just some really good matchups um, right right now. And I don't know. The more you talk, the more you're convincing me that Broncos probably aren't going to win this game. So <laughs> I, I don't. I don't feel good about it. I yeah. don't. Well, I I can see why, um, but. You know that, and who knows what Mixon shows up? You know what I mean? Because there are games where he shows up and he's just. And we're not great against the. We're not horrible. We're like middle of the road against the. Yeah, run. yeah. Like you can run the ball on the Broncos. Um. So. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's the, what what Bengal team shows up. You know what I mean? But the thing is, if I were the Bengals and I went into the fourth quarter down by fourteen, I'd feel more comfortable against the Broncos than a lot of other teams. Um, and the reason why is because like you guys can only run it. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. If we're forced to pass the ball. Yeah. Game's over. Yeah. Game's over. And it shouldn't be. No. With as much offensive talent they have. I mean, we have as much Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant. Yeah. And Gordon and Javante who can both catch out of the backfield. That's why I said your roster reminds me a lot of the Cowboys looking at the depth of our receiver. You put Dak on the Broncos, man. We're going all the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I was going to say, I mean, Dak, it's been a long time since he's had a really good defense to help him out. And we're showing up. Micah Parsons. Rookie defensive rookie of the year. For sure. Yes. Possibly defensive player of the year, depending on how. I don't think he'll get that. I don't think he'll get that over Garrett or TJ Watt. We'll see how it closes out, man. You give him one more of forced fumbles or, you know. He he, like he will need to be plus 15 sacks, which would be cool because that would break the rookie record. Yeah. Rookie record's 14 and a half. He's 12 you know right who? now. For rookie record. Uh... Called him the freak. Mm-hmm. Javon Curse, Tennessee Javon Titans. Curse. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. From Florida. Yeah, 14 and a half is rookie year. I think he can get that. So I think he can get two more in this next game going against the Giants. Oh, yeah, with Mike Lennon at quarterback yeah. for sure. Let's see if we could put him at 15 by the end of that game because Michael Parsons is being a savage right now. Dude, so, and I love that he said, I love that he said, the NFL's not that hard. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bro, you literally have the easiest thing to do on defense you're on the outside see ball get ball yeah that's all they're asking you to do okay so then where's the hate i'm just saying (laughs) if you're playing inside linebacker which is his original position it'd be a little bit tougher you'd have more things to read more things to do but you want to know what but you're pretty awesome at see ball get ball i love that this isn't a justin field statement right where you're like oh i thought this game would be faster because you're in preseason now this is him 14 games down like 
yeah, I got 12 sacks, all right? Three forced fumbles. It's, I think he's doing all right. 27 tackles hey, for a loss. See ball, get ball. He's <laughs> yeah. pretty good at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even put him back at the inside. <laughs> no point. Not now. Like, you've already proven. And uh, our linebacker core is good enough. You know, let him get in there and just do the dirty work. Cause yeah, I'll, dude, without him, yeah, you guys would be in we'd pretty be in rough some, spot. We'd be in some trouble right now because that defense is definitely won us a few Because you can run the ball on the Cowboys. Yep. It's that big play turnover yep. from Parsons or Diggs that we, has really helped. We haven't seen this kind of takeaways from our defense in like 15 years. So, yeah, it's been a while. Dangerous, though. Yeah. Dangerous to live by the takeaway because when you don't get them. Yeah. That's true. But if it's not Diggs, it's Parsons. And, you know. Right now, absolutely. Yeah. I still think Diggs would win defense play of the year over Parsons at the moment. Parsons is absolutely like there's only two players right now for defensive rookie of the year. It's Parsons and Sertan is second. Parsons is going to win. Yeah. It's like that's not really comparable. It's not going to be comparable. If Sertan got like four Diggs, more picks and like two more touchdowns, it'd be a conversation. Diggs hasn't had a pick in like three weeks, though. And he's still got like eight or nine. Yeah. I think he's got nine. Yeah. But still. That's that's a lot, bro. Yeah. That's a lot. I'm just saying. I think he's got two pick sixes, right? I don't know if he has two. I'm pretty sure he has one. I, I think Garrett's got like 16 sacks, four or five forced fumbles. He's got a touchdown. Like, Garrett's right now the leader yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think Parsons well, could Parsons be in the voting? Sure. But I, I don't think they're going to vote a rookie. put some consideration also that he had to adjust his position and he's doing that, right? Let's move Garrett to linebacker and see if he does the same stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I mean? That was not even his position. Garrett at linebacker would be scary. Because, <laughs> again, at that outside linebacker position, if you don't have him going back in coverage at all. Yeah. It's see ball, get ball. Yeah. The easiest thing you could do on the defense. Well, you say that, but there's not a lot of people with the stats. So just saying. It, it's a little bit easier to play than other positions. Yeah. Well, it helps, you know, when you're that big, that strong, and you run a, what, four, three and a half. That's pretty scary. Yeah. It's pretty rough, man. He's yeah. he's awesome. Get your Parsons jerseys. Wear them proud. He's making that 11 look good. Thanks again, Broncos, for allowing us the opportunity to take him as well. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know, we do what we can just we, for you guys. We would have had a different season with Sertan. If Sertan was gone, if the Panthers took Sertan, which they could have done because they drafted a corner at eight, yep. we were going to take Parsons. Thanks. So. We were simpatico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, man. You guys minus a quarter. Sertan helps, man. Yeah. He He's playing at a Pro Bowl level as a rookie. So is Parsons. Yep. So. Yeah. Man, but if we would have had... They're impacting the game in different ways. Yeah, for sure. If we would have had Diggs and Sertan... That's pretty tough. You're not throwing on us, but you want to know what? Everyone's running 120 yards on us every single game, so... Pick but you poison. probably don't get rid of Jalen Smith either. You have Jalen Smith and Vander Ash yeah. in the middle. And Gregory's looking pretty good too, man. When so, he's out there, Gregory's great, man. Yeah. You just need that second guy. Shouldn't have let Alden Smith go. Yeah. I don't he know. had a great year for you guys. They've been making some strange decisions on defense, but whatever. It is what it is. Defense is playing good. So I hope the Broncos win. I I am I am going to the game. I don't know who's coming with me, but I am going. And uh, hopefully the Broncos win. But I, 
I don't feel good. I don't. I think the Bengals are a pretty good team. I think they are too, man. But they just make some stupid decisions at all the wrong times. If, if Burrow turns the ball over, which he has done a couple times, that that does lead well, well to the Broncos. Yeah, and you know, but he's got tons of weapons too, though, man. Like Tyler Boyd, Chase Higgins, Higgins yeah, well, Mixon, Uzma. I mean, if, if they're smart, you know, Sertan is on Jamar Chase the entire game, just shadowing. Because I don't know if I trust the remainder of your secondary to cover him. Oh, um, no, no, no. Uh, Sertan can cover Chase. Chase will win some. I mean, I, I, Sertan gave up a ball in the last game against the Lions. But he was, like, right there in the hip pocket. Like, that had to be a perfect throw, like, good catch. Like, yeah. when a corner does that, the corner's playing on point. And Sertan's, like, on point right now. Yeah. He is locked in. So, he's playing good football. Just like Parsons. It's, it's fun to watch. Um, I, I I like Sertan a lot. I really do. He, he just he plays like he's already been playing like two or three years. Right. And, and they're just like Parsons. Parsons just seems to be like, nobody can block me again with that speed. Yeah. Nobody, you know, when you're playing, you know, if you don't have a true left tackle that has the ability to kick out, yeah, you're in for, you're in day. for a long day. Yeah. You <laughs> might as well just be like, I'm running the ball or getting the ball out of my hands. Yeah, in two I, was, seconds. I was just going to say, you're not running the ball because he's too busy trying to double Parsons. So, you're looking for your. your you can record. run the ball in the Cowboys. Well, okay. That, Broncos proved that you can run the ball. In the that Cowboys. was also the case though with a lot of injuries. Like we we didn't have a lot of our defensive players up front. Which now that we're starting to get them back, you're starting to see that pressure that you saw earlier in the season when we were healthy. So it's going to be a little bit different season as long as everyone stays healthy for us. But we'll see. Let's hope so. I still I still say the NFL is better when the Cowboys are good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Caleb says that's a horrible statement, but you know, I, I believe that when the Cowboys are good, when the Patriots are good, it's horrible for the NFL. I agree. When the Cowboys are good, it's good for the NFL. Yeah. The economy breaks down. Everything is just bad. Yeah, you know it's what just I mean? bad. Yeah. Inflation. Cowboys. When the Cowboys are good, the NFL is good. Now we, we might still root for them not to win the Super Bowl, but when they're good. Give us one, dude. It's been 30 years. Leave us alone. <laughs> God. Tough sledding this year, man. Yeah. Packers, Bucks. That's going to be tough to get through. And NFC. Cards. Yeah. Rams. NFC is. 49ers. Super strong this year. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at the AFC and you're like, Patriots. Patriots, Chiefs. Patriots Titans are, are getting in. Patriots are the ones that are the only thing that's Titans are getting to be in. consistent. Titans are winning that division. Well, yeah. Because they only have to win like one more game and they lock up that division. Yeah. Most competitive season. Um, there's only been, this is the third time since like 1968 that no team has clinched a playoff spot by week 14. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. People are playing hard, but you know, a lot of injuries, you got COVID still injuries and COVID are an interesting thing that you have to, to yeah. go through. Broncos have got a lot of injuries. I think it's just Vegas giving a lot of false positives. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like uh, where the lion's sitting on here. Sorry, OBJ. You're out, buddy. <laughs> God, you know, Caleb, I almost kind of miss you, buddy. Nobody there to poke the bear tonight. That's right. We put a glass in front, though, just in case you're wondering. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case your spirit was there. Like, hey, let me drink a little bit. A couple of nice melting ice blocks as well. Just waiting for you. It's okay, though. Wish you the best. Hope you're back next week. Yeah, buddy. 
Hopefully nothing bad. Woo! All right. Let's wrap it up. Watch The Witcher this week. If you were lucky enough to get Spider-Man tickets, good for you. And we're out. I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve Even if the beat stops, my soul will not leave If I never stood tall, nobody would ever see I can show you where my heart's at, see it on my sleeve